How do you talk to kids about war, about terrorist attacks, about the incredibly complex history of Israel and Palestine? One North Country Jewish couple and their children open up about how they talk about it all. That's today's story of the day. Support for Story of the Day is provided by Renew Architecture and Design. Designing camps, custom homes, and more throughout NCPR's listening region. Details at RenewArchitecture.com. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Tuesday, October 17th. First up, state officials traveled to Ogdensburg Friday to celebrate the completion of four flood resiliency projects. The renovations along the St. Lawrence and Oswegatchie rivers are designed to protect from flood damage and provide more space for recreation. Catherine Wheeler was there for the official opening. Friday was a sunny day along the St. Lawrence River in Ogdensburg. State and local officials gathered near the gazebo that they were concerned was going to fall into the river after flooding in 2017 and 2019. We realized then that building back what was there was not sufficient. That's New York State Office of General Services Commissioner Jeanette Moy. We had to adapt. We need to meet the challenges of the new normal and build back stronger with climate resilience in mind. Ogdensburg got $8.3 million from the state's Lake Ontario Resiliency and Economic Development Initiative for four construction projects. They include protecting the shoreline along Morissette Park after erosion and damage to the seawall threatened the park's future. A chunk of land by the river was raised by a couple of feet. The pile wall of the city's dock was also raised, and the marina for recreational boaters and fishers received much-needed renovations. Senator Mark Walzik said this type of state support can make a big impact for small local communities. Ogdensburg is one of those places that it's the first impression that Canadians get when they come, not just to our state, but to our country. And this is exactly the type of project that we're looking for from the state of New York to well represent the Empire State. Of the 135 state projects designed to fortify shorelines on Lake Ontario and the St. Lawrence River, 67 have been completed so far. Catherine Wheeler, North Country Public Radio in Ogdensburg. The crisis in Israel and Gaza continues to escalate despite humanitarian and diplomatic efforts. Right now, we're going to spend some time with one North Country Jewish family as they try to help their young children understand and cope with what's happening. NPR's Brian Mann has this story. When the terror and violence in Israel and Gaza began, things moved really fast for Rani, whose family is mostly in Tel Aviv. Her phone went crazy with texts and phone calls. So I just had a visceral turn on the news. Something happened in Israel, something real. Ella was up, so I didn't intend for her to hear. Ella is eight years old. Sitting on the edge of the couch next to her mom, she says she wants to know what's happening. I kind of been sneaking in watching on the news with my parents, but my parents don't want me to. Because, like, there's guns, rockets, and all that stuff, like shooting through houses. Here's a quick introduction. Ronnie is in her 40s. She's Israeli-American. She and her husband, James, he's in his 50s, live in a college town in upstate New York. They have three kids, Ella, who you've met, Aviv, who's nine, and Zoe, she's 11 and a half. 
They invited me to sit with them in their living room and listen to how they're talking as a family about the terror attack and the war. And right away, the kids kind of take over. They have a lot of questions. Here's Zoe. Like, how did it, like, why and how did it start? And this is Aviv. What are they going to do with all those kidnapped people? Are they going to murder them, torture them, or let them free? Those are scary questions. One thing the kids really want to know, will the violence reach their family members in Israel? Is there a chance that it will spread to Tel Aviv? Are you worried about Safta? She's going to be safe. What about our cousins? Ronnie and her husband James say answering these questions is painfully complicated. More often than not, they just don't have answers. We're not hiding the fact that there is a war going on, but some of the more detailed parts of it, yeah, we are protecting them from that. But sometimes the boundaries set by the parents break down, like this moment when Ella speaks up. So, you know how, like, Gaza snuck in through the gates? How'd people not notice a big bunch of group of people climbing, going over a gate? James tries to explain how Hamas penetrated Israeli security. But what Ella hears is that she and her brother and sister might be vulnerable. Couldn't someone easily break into our house by climbing over the gate and smashing the windows? James leans into Ella, holding her and says their family dog will keep them safe. Then Bailey would bark like a maniac and alert us. She barks at everything. (laughs) (laughs) It's the kind of thing you say to a child, part hope, part fairy tale, and it works. The kids laugh and seem to relax. But Ronnie, their mom, is on edge. She hates the fact families like hers, Jewish and Palestinian, are having these conversations. It might seem odd maybe to American families. Why would you be talking to your kids about hostages? This is terrible. But again, as an Israeli and I'm sure a Palestinian, it's so much part of your fabric of life, unfortunately. I asked Zoe and Aviv and Ella to tell me how much of all this they understand, what kind of picture has formed in their minds. Gaza was originally part of Egypt, I'm pretty sure. And then Israel took over it, so, and it's trying to rebel, so that's why it's attacking. It all started like a hundred million gazillion years ago. It is. They didn't like each other. While they talk, I watch Ronnie watching her kids, and it's clearly agonizing. It's hard to find the balance of how much to shield them. I want to frame it for them in a historical way, but you can see it's a little bit of a mush, right? It's some Something sticks and it's a salad. And, and so you don't really know how to do it well. And all I can do is slowly expose them to more of the complexity and also tell them things that are not complicated, like killing civilians is never right, ever, whatever side that is something that's human and we can connect on that. So, yeah, I, I, I wish I knew how to do this better or that I thought about it more carefully before I needed to really face it. But I didn't, and I should have. It's getting late, close to bedtime. As we wrap up, I ask the kids what they hope will happen now. Ella says she wants the hostages held by Hamas to be rescued, but she sounds doubtful. 
do we know where people are hiding them or have we had suspicions on where, where people they are? We can't know. I don't know. Then Aviv chimes in and says he just wants all the fighting to stop. I'd wish for a tie, so neither neither one neither one wins and neither one loses. It's because if one wins, the other one's going to be extremely harmed. That's not okay. If the other one wins, then the other one's going to be extremely hard. We don't want that. We want a tie. For Ronnie and James, this is maybe the hardest thing to explain to their children, that this isn't over. There are more ugly days ahead. Knowing what's going to happen in Gaza and being very, very scared for the Palestinians, I mean, terrified, and also being terrified for yourself because inevitably anti-Semitic attacks rise on Jews when this happens. The one thing Ronnie and James insisted on before inviting me to share this conversation is that I not use their last name or take photographs. Ronnie tells me it's important that people understand this, too, is part of what they have to share with their children, that Jewish families have to be cautious and wary, even here, half a world away from Israel and Gaza. Ryan Mann, NPR News, New York. The story first aired on NPR's Morning Edition yesterday. And it encapsulates the best of public radio. In one story, you get international news and context and the voices of local people right here in your community. This kind of journalism is only possible with your donation. Give to our fall fundraiser right now, ncpr.org slash give. Thanks. Music today by Adrian Carr of Plattsburgh. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.